You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you writing or thinking about writing a book and dream about building your reputation as an authority in your field, but have no idea where to start? Unfortunately, many book authors with an incredible message to share sadly go unheard and never quite reach the level of exposure they'd hoped for. That is until now. The Author Platform Success Show will share key strategies on how to build the relationships and community that serves as the foundation for a powerful publicity platform, one that will support you in increasing your reach and book sales while helping you gain international recognition. Now, over to your host, Stacey Myers. Today we're going to talk, be talking about Google+. Plus. And I have social media consultant, speaker, trainer, and Google Plus evangelist, Elaine Lindsay, here to tell you all about it. Elaine works with small to medium businesses to provide best practices to apply to the social sites best suited to your business niche so that you can easily navigate social media to grow your customer base, increase your revenue and amplify your reach. Elaine is also one of the featured authorities in the number one best-selling book, Solving the Social Media Puzzle by Catherine Rose and April Parcher. Hi Elaine, how are you? Hi there Stacey, I'm just great. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Oh, and I'm so pleased to be talking about Google+. Plus. And it's a perfect time to be having a chat because they've just recently introduced the Google Plus communities, which we can talk about a bit later on. It's very exciting. Communities are super, super exciting. And so I know, and I am afraid to say I'm not massively engaged on Google+, but I think after today that's definitely going to change. And what I hear from us having previous conversations and then also just listening to other people talk about it, that Google Plus is completely different to say Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn. Can you start by explaining the differences for us please? Oh, absolutely. In fact, Google Plus is part of Google. Google is the largest search engine in the world. And just for reference, YouTube is number two. Google Plus is a part of that, what I like to call a wheel. It's the Google wheel. And Google Plus is really the social layer, is what Vic and Notre calls it. I like to think of it as, imagine a wheel. You have the hub in the middle. That's your Google Plus. That's what attaches to all those spokes, and by spokes I'm thinking Gmail, Calendar, Google Drive, Google Plus Local, all of those maps and images and everything are all the spokes in that wheel that ties to your hub, Google Plus. And if you know Google and YouTube are the wheel of search, then search engine optimization and Google Plus go hand in hand. Great. So then I'm assuming you're going to tell us how important um, Google Plus is with SEO. And then so how do we improve what we're doing so that we can take advantage of the SEO opportunities? There, there are so many things that we can do. I thought it might be interesting. Um, if you don't mind, I thought perhaps we'd use your Google Plus page and walk through 
what people can do to make sure that they're getting the full value of the optimization that is intrinsic to Google+. As a social layer and not a platform, it really is integrated to all those pieces of Google, and that integration and the Hangouts, which we'll talk about later, and communities are all the pieces of Google Plus that really make it a standout, completely different platform. Okay, great. And yeah, sure, you can use mine. I'm sure there are a lot of gaps in there that you can fill in for us. Okay, we just we just have to get to yours. This is uh, really interesting in Google Plus. When you put somebody's name at the top of Google+, when you're searching for someone, you put their name in, and it gives you five different ways to search. You can search for everything. You can search for people and pages. You can search within your own circles. You can search in Google itself. There's just so many opportunities for search. That's a key part of why this is different, and I'll probably say the word search 50 times today. There's a really good reason for that. You deal with authors, and authors, by their very nature, they want their name to get out there. And to have your name out there, then you want as much optimization in the search engines as is humanly possible. So this is, to me, the, the ultimate place your authors to be and take advantage of all the extra optimization that they get here. So let's see if we can get to your page so that we can show you or see where you are as far as optimization is concerned. So I have your page in front of me. Okay, great. Okay, and, and first I want to commend you on already starting up a community. Communities were debuted last Thursday, and everybody had the opportunity to start a community by Friday. It's nice to see you already have one. Thank you very much. Well done. Nice imagery as well. Thank you. Oh, and so, well, if anybody wants to go <laughs> and join my Google Plus community, it's for um, for small business owners that have a book on their mind. So if you are a small business owner with a book on your mind, which I know you are, um, I would love for you to come and join our Google Plus community. And I will put a link on the show page after um, when we put the interview up. Yeah, it's, I, I love it when somebody takes advantage of that opening. Because <laughs> I talk so much, I don't usually give people openings, so I'm working on that. But, Very yeah, good. That's really good to know that you're going to open that community up to everybody. So um, imagine, if you will, uh, your Google Plus area. You're going to have your icons on the left, and your picture, your profile picture will be on the right-hand side. One thing that's really important, even before we go any further, that profile picture, which is, by the way, 250 pixels by 250 pixels, that is of prime importance in Google+, because one of the biggest things we do here is called a Hangout. I know, Stacey, we'll talk about that later. Hangouts allow you to be in a video chat with up to 10 people, and 
one of the first things we all do, because I've been a, I was an early adopter and I've been on the platform since day three. What we all do when someone new comes into a Hangout, we immediately click on their name, which is below their thumbnail, in the Hangout, and it takes you to their About page. If they don't have a picture, and if they don't have information on the About page, then it's highly unlikely that we're going to circle them. So if you want to build your circles, and I know as an author, the idea is to get more people to know about you, then it's really important that you start with a picture of yourself. Not your dog, not your cat, not a tree, not a fascinating place you've been. You have a great big cover area that you can put that in. On the profile picture, it should be you, your face. And I'm happy to say that's exactly what you have there. And also, because if you're doing Hangouts, everybody can see what you look like. So if your image isn't consistent with what you actually look like as well, people yeah. that doesn't give people a very good impression. Yes, and, and um, that, that's, that is, is sort of a double-edged sword, but I like to say people know who I am in Hangouts or on the street or what have you because my face is exactly how I look now. A lot of people were shocked when they first started doing Hangouts. They had been using the same picture on all the social platforms for maybe, you know, they've had a picture around for 10, 15 years, a picture they really liked. So they put that picture up there. When you're not actually interacting with people visually, it's not a big deal. When you come into a Hangout and you have one picture on your profile and you come in and you don't look anything like that person, <laughs> that too can be a bit detrimental. I mean, sure. if you all want to look nice and a little touch-up is not a big deal, but try and keep it within the realm of possibility. <laughs> okay. Okay, so what we want to do, um, as I said, your picture's on the right. On the left-hand side, you have your icons. Those icons, you can actually move the order that they're in. Um, anything below the home, which is entirely up to you what, how the lineup stands down the left-hand side. In most instances, your profile will be the second icon in the lineup. This is where you go to affect anything within your profile. On that profile, below the cover photo, which in this case, I have to say, Stacey, you don't actually have one. <laughs> uh, you just have the bubbles. There are some pretty bubbles there for people who don't have pictures, uh, which, are, which are nice. It's always better to put up a picture of what you're interested in. Uh, some people put up pictures of their family. Some people put up pictures of uh, their, their animals or their business or their favorite vacation spot. You can leave it up to the imagination. You can put whatever you want in that cover photo that gives people a little peek into who you are, who you are, but what you do. It's it's not a place to brand your business, right? No, it, it really isn't. That's why we have business pages. It makes much more sense to put your business information on your business page. You get the opportunity in the About page in the About tab that I'm going to talk about. There's many, many opportunities where you can link to your business page. That's more appropriate. The other thing that's important about this cover picture, although it's 940 pixels wide, you can only put a picture on about a little more than 600 pixels from the left. It's 198 pixels high. 
but your profile photo sits over 250 pixels, uh, which start about 650, 660. So try and stay under about 600 to have a good photo show up on that cover shot. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, now, so that about tab, it's the second tab over just below that cover. And the first thing you have on the About tab is actually called the tagline. The tagline is, for all intents and purposes, the only place on that page that the bots that do search do not crawl. When I say crawl, it means they don't look at whatever wording is there. It's the only throwaway you have. So as a tagline, if you have a tagline for your book or your business, or um, a favorite quote you like, go ahead and put it there. It's not going to affect you one way or the other. I'm going to have to open a second uh, Google Plus page because Stacy does not have a number of the areas on the About tab filled out. When you don't fill out the, the areas on the About tab, they disappear which makes your page very short and doesn't give people a lot of information or insight into who you are and what you do or what you love or any of those things. So without sounding too much like I'm chastising you, I'm going to go to my page so that I can give you the list of all the pieces on the About tab. Now, I don't want to terrify people, but there are in fact 17 places that you fill out, and I know that sounds like an awful lot, but it's really important because each and every place you fill out has another piece that falls into that puzzle that is search engine optimization and social media. I believe the two are intrinsically linked, and I don't think you can do one without the other. So always keep top of mind what it is you do and what your keywords are. And anyone who doesn't know what keywords are, I'm sure, Stacy, you'll have links to yourself and myself. People, feel free to ask me because I'm, I'm happy to help people with that. Let's look okay, great. Thanks for that. that second, the second piece on the About tab is called the Introduction. Now, everything on this page is just a little box. The boxes expand to fill whatever you put in there, so you actually get a lot more room than you might think. Within the introduction, I'm going to suggest to everyone the first 60 characters should be filled with your keywords and your name, especially in the case of an author where your name is paramount to you being found. That needs to be at the, the top paragraph of your introduction. Something I also tell people, if you have any questions, especially about the About tab, just look up Elaine Lindsay in Google+, have a look at my About tab, and it'll give you an idea of how to structure it. You'll notice in the introduction, you have the opportunity to add links. I have links in most of my paragraphs, and I have five or six paragraphs. I have a little section uh, that's a list that gives you some facts about me. I tell you who I am, what I do, what my qualifications are, and 
uh, suggest how I can help you. It may be a little different for authors. You may want to talk about your past books, uh, what's coming down the line in the future, what you hope to achieve, what you hope to write in your next book. There's lots of opportunity there to not only give people some insight into you, but also be sure that you include your keywords, because this is one place I guarantee you, you're going to get some extra optimization. And I know I mentioned to you before, Stacey, I look at optimization as kind of, we each have a jug of juice, is what I call it. And that jug of juice is the optimization you get across the net. So everything you do that increases the juice in your jug has to be congruent. With that in mind, I strongly suggest to everybody that Google Plus be your jumping off point. Wherever else you are in social, start in Google Plus and make sure you repeat what you've put here on your other social platforms to maintain that congruency and make sure that all the juice goes into your jug. So are you saying then that we can post the same things that we post on Google Plus in other places? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, yes, you can do that. What I'm talking about is actually the very basic information. So how you set up a profile in Google Plus is exactly how you should set up that profile in LinkedIn or Twitter or uh, Facebook. Anywhere that you have a profile, the setup process should be the same. Now, I know um, you're a, a Twitter maven, and you have a lot less um, area to fill out. Within those 160 characters that you give people for, for Twitter, again, you're going to want to make sure that you have your keywords. Yeah, sure. Yeah, all of the other platforms actually give you a bit less space. So that's the other reason this is a great jumping off point, because you can put it all here, and then you can tool it down to the sizable bytes you need for the other platform. Does that make sense? Yep, it makes complete sense. Good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> um, I, I strongly suggest you have no less than three links in that introduction. I think it's really important. And you are going to be given an opportunity further down in those 17 areas to put your website. So if you add a link to your website within your introduction, that's good too. Okay, sure. Okay. The next one is bragging rights. This is sort of a, a, an odd area that some people are very confused about. You can put things here if you want an award or... or um, we have, I mean, if you want to pull it through, you're definitely going to want to put it there. But I think in Canada, we have the uh, Giller Prize um, for authors. There's, there's a number of different things you could put here. Uh, in my case, I simply have that I've been married for more than 32 years to an awesome hubby. I have three fur kids, two kids, and three grandkids. I was born to schmooze. I love hangouts, and I'm the eternal Pollyanna. As far as I'm concerned, those are the bragging rights that are important to me. It's not necessarily business-driven, but that's one little piece in this puzzle that actually gives people the feeling 
that you know what I, I'm a human too. So yeah, sure. A little less serious, I guess, than what else do you have up here. The next piece you're going to fill out, you have your occupation, your employment, and your education. In your occupation, it's just a little box when it pops up as is employment. You're going to want to do that on a separate document. And it's really good to have a separate document set up so that you can make a notation when and how often you change something on a profile. Because in keeping with congruency, if you change it on one, you must change it on all. I think that's a really good point because I know even for myself, I've got this like slightly different wording in yeah. different places on my social media sites. And and farther into your wording for pro for about pieces and what have you, past that say hundred and sixty characters, the wording can be slightly different. But those initial pieces, the, the, the money shots, which are your keywords and your name and your website, those things should always be consistent. Sure. It makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, the, the employment piece, although it looks like a little, little box, will actually give you a great big piece below your profile picture at the top, which used to be a separate hover card. It now just sits below your picture and you can actually fit a fair amount in there. One thing that's important to know for employment and education, it's important that you make a note of uh, where you currently work and if you are no longer in school, make sure you don't check one of those boxes because the languaging in the hover card looks like it's in the past tense. Oh, okay. A little odd. Uh, that continues. You now have your places lived. Start from current and work backwards. There is either a box where you kick off current or go into the map once you've completed it and click on the little balloon. It's a green balloon in the, the places lived map. When you click on the balloon where you live now, it will change to blue and it will actually put it on your hover card saying you now live here rather than in the past. Oh, okay, great. I realize there's there's so much to take in here. Very quickly, I'll, I'll go through the rest of this so we can at least mention Hangouts, but your home... Well, I'm thinking if you want to just spend um, the last bit of time going through the profile, then I'd love to have you back and we can then talk about the Hangouts and the communities That's in a separate great. conversation. Because to be honest with you, this is the most important thing you will do, not just for Google+, but for your optimization across the web. So it yeah. really is quite key. So let's look below places lived. As you go down, the next thing it's going to say home and work. It asks for phone number, email, and your address. As long as you keep the same consistency, if you do not have a bricks and mortar office, then you can simply use your city or town as the address, again, as long as it's consistent. If, in my case, I wrote Ottawa, CA, which is Canada, as long as I use that all the time and I don't change it to Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, 
I won't have that lost. What actually happens and why I say lost and congruency, the bots are really kind of smart and they've become smarter over the years, but they're still not human. So if you change even one thing like your street, say you live on Maple Street, and the first time you go on a social profile and you write Maple Street, S-T, period. The next time you forget you did that, so you write out S-T-R-E-E-T. The bots will actually open a new jug for you, and the juice goes in the new jug. Oh, okay. Okay? So that's really, really important that you have that there. Okay? Uh, under email, it's strongly suggested for your main email, uh, I suggest you have a Gmail account simply for the bonus of integration. You have the integration of documents and drive and map and local. Use, you might as well use it. That's going to give you even more optimization down the line. When you get to your phone, your work and your home phone, don't put in five different phone numbers. You know, one home, one work is good. Any emails that you put in this page, you must verify. That, again, gives you that extra optimization. When you've completed your page, if it hasn't already come up, once you finish completing it, it will come up a little blue word after the email address, and it will say verify. Once it verifies, you click that. It'll go check it out. You respond to that email, and you'll notice it will then have a little check mark after. That also adds to your optimization. Next, okay. okay, the next couple are very self-explanatory relationships, looking for, you know, friends. I say friends and networking. People are looking for lots of things. Birthday, it's up to you how much you put out there. Your gender, whether there are other names that people might know you by, and especially for authors. That's an important uh, classification because quite often authors will write under different pen names. So you can have them both here. So again, you're getting that optimization for everything that is tied to you. You can allow your profile to be discovered and visible in search. And really, if you're online, you want to be found. So this makes sense to me. Okay, and I think it should make sense to everybody. You want to be found. The last three things and really important pieces are your other profiles, contributor to, and links. Anything that you write on, and that includes Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter, anything that you contribute to, be it your blog or your website, they should all be in all three places. You can add some other interesting links. But may I strongly suggest you don't put other people's links here. Make sure they're yours. And you do have the ability here to add a tag. Don't just put the HTTP address. That goes on the second line, on the first line where you put a custom link. Give it a name so people know where they're going. Mine uh, often say Truel Social on Facebook or Truel Social on Google+. They, they have something that identifies what that link is, but it doesn't have to be the link itself. And the last and, and coolest little piece of the About page, it's visible only to you, but you get details from your Google contacts. 
So when you go into someone else's about page, if they're in your contacts, you all have all that information there in front of you. And now there's an additional piece where you can write notes. So in our next time we do this podcast, we'll talk about Hangouts and Circles and why it's really important that you add pieces in your private notes so that you can keep track of the people you're using to grow your circle. I hope. Wow. Stacy. <laughs> Lots to do. So just to um, clarify at the end there, that other profiles contributed to and links, you put the same links in three, do you do that in each of them? So Facebook in all of them, Twitter in all of them? I, I have those in all of them. Okay, but perfect. The last one, the links one, you don't have to put as many, but the first two are the, our other profiles and contributor is, is really essential that you have them both there because you are in fact a contributor to every other profile you have. Sure, and then that's like if you guest blog, like I could put my podcast link there, those kinds of things as well. Yes, yeah, I would like to see your podcast links, I'd like to see uh, your YouTube links, your anything you have out there should be in here. Okay, perfect. Okay, so... Um, and then if people have any questions about any of that and you've already offered for, if you're not sure how to fill that in, just go and find Elaine Lindsay and that's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. Yeah, and all you have to do, Stacey, is put an, um, the plus sign in front of my name and it will take you right to my page on Google+. Oh, so if you're doing a search on Google, that's how you would do that? Yeah. Okay, perfect. And then you can go and have a look at Elaine's profile and see how she's done hers. But please do, if you have any questions, um, just reach out and Elaine will get back to you and answer those. And we will have all of your contact details on the show page. Did you want to give um, people links to anywhere else before we go? Anyone who wants to take a look, you can go to Truel Social. That's T as in Thomas, R-O-O-L social.com. I have more information about Google Plus and other social media there. And uh, if anybody's interested, you can go to elainelindsay.com. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, Stacey. Oh, it's my pleasure. And thank you because this really is the foundational piece before we even look at like the types of things that we can post and how we can post different things here than we do on Facebook or Twitter. So I think it was really important to go through this bit first and we will definitely have you back on to talk about some other aspects well, thank of Google+. You. And, and the fact is a lot of people in the past had said, oh, Google Plus is a ghost town and I can't find people there. If you start with a really good foundation, you can grow very quickly. Yes, and someone was saying there was like almost as many people on Google Plus as there are on Twitter now. Is that correct? Um, yeah, there's a couple of hundred million um, that yeah, post every day. And and if you spend, you know, half an hour a day on Google Plus, you will see with some of the extensions you can use um, to see how many Hangouts are happening, there's always, you know, 20, 30, 40 Hangouts going on. There is lots of things happening within the community itself, even before we had community. There is lots of events going on because there is a way to do events through Google+. 
and it, this is, I mean, we'll talk about this later, but how incredibly integrated is this? I can invite you to a Hangout. I can put it on my calendar, invite you from my calendar. You can attend the Hangout from the email that you get. Yeah. Okay, one stop. Bing, bang, you're in. <laughs> it's like a whole other world to explore. It is. And and with everything that's available, you can do the bulk of what you do in a day within the Google wheel. It literally yeah. is that inclusive and that integrated. Because other than your own website or blog, you can get to everywhere from in here. And you can... You can post to Twitter from in here as well. There is an extension for Chrome. Oh, it's like so much more to learn. Well, again, thank you so much for spending the time with You're us today, very, Elaine. You're very welcome. And and I did warn you that there's there's so much. <laughs> there is, there is indeed. It will be a whole other show. Well, that's good because with a good foundation, I mean, you could, there's nowhere to go but up. Exactly. Exactly. Comments or questions about today's show can be left at authorplatformsuccessshow.com and on there you'll find the links to all of our social media networks. You can find me on Twitter at at Stacey L. Myers and you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Stacey L. Myers. You can also subscribe to our show in iTunes just do a search for Author Platform Success Show. Until next time.